0: Welcome to week seven of NFL football. This is a Stupid versus the Spread. We're back after missing a week. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives. So we're back. It is week seven. Got a couple storylines that we're going to break down all the games. Let's start off with the most important headline for some the 72 Miami Dolphins uh, remain the only undefeated team uh, in NFL history. Um, Both the Eagles and who else lost this? Was it just the Eagles that were undefeated? Uh, or the was it 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 49ers as well. Both fall uh, as favorites uh, this week. Um, Not real mu- much else to add. It is uh, obviously incredibly difficult to maintain a perfect record um, throughout the year. I mean, you see it all the time. Like, even more or less undefeated teams struggling at the end. Um, but it was cool to see. I mean, as soon as. Um the 49ers lost, I believe the 49ers played the second game, or maybe was it the Eagles? It was the Eagles the, their the Eagles ended. were later, yeah. Um, you saw tweets from the 72 Miami team uh, being put up with them popping champagne and everything. Very nice little thing to witness every year once everybody loses a game. Um, the actual important news from this week is there were a couple like severe injuries were like important injuries rather. Um, So Trevor Lawrence is questionable with a knee sprain. Justin Fields will be out a few weeks with a dislocated thumb. Trent Williams, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, all uh, injured on the 49ers, although I think all are projected to return. Like, they're questionable. Uh, And then Jimmy Garoppolo obviously getting hurt as well this week. Um, Who is in the worst position with these injuries? I got to come out and say I don't think it's the 49ers, just based on severity. But like, if you're one of these teams, which of these injuries concerns you the most? Do you think, Mike? Um, uh, let's see.
1: Of the of the injuries just that happened last week, or just injuries in general? Uh, well, I'm I've saying
0: been... I'm saying of the names we put out here just this past week. Obviously, like there's there's other teams with more severe <laughs> injuries.
1: Um, <laughs> I would say it. With Garoppolo, I think the Raiders, just because like, I mean, I know Hoyer played well, but like, God, the Raiders are barely hanging on with a fully functional team. And if you're going to Brian Hoyer for multiple games at a time, it just feels like that any hope you had of this season being even remotely competitive kind of goes down the drain there. And not that I think Hoyer is necessarily a bad backup. It's just if you're going to him, like
0: you're you're not
1: in a great spot.
0: Yeah, um, I was I was gonna say Lawrence even being maybe injured for a three and three Jags team is probably the worst case scenario, especially on a short week, because I feel like every game is gonna matter. Because um, the Colts and Texans might not be as bad as anybody thought.
1: Yeah, my only like, if Richardson is gonna have like season-ending surgery, four. they're they're probably down for the count.
0: Um, That's true. Texans my, my, my are gonna be good. Also, Jags were four and. Four and two, not
1: not three and three. Yeah, the te- the um oh the text tech- the Jags are four and two. Yes. Yeah. Then, it, like, because I think honestly, like the Jags. Who even is the backup for the Jags? Um, the the Jags could probably afford to even drop a game, um, this week. Go into the mini buy, come out, and probably be okay. Like, and by okay, I mean like very much still in control of that division. Um, It's CJ Beathard, so it's not the worst person we've ever heard of in one spot start. Um, So, like, yeah, I I think the Jags, by all accounts, Lawrence's injury is minor because he's going to be a true like game time decision for Thursday night. I think this probably wouldn't be as big a story if they weren't playing on three days rest. But correct. so, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm less concerned with them. Garoppolo's injury sounds serious. I mean, the Bears kind of sucked anyway. Um, so, like, Fields going down for multiple weeks. Not that nec- – because, like, you you feel bad for Fields because there was a chance he could play his way into keeping either his job or, like, contending for another job if the Bears are so bad that they just decide to punt and start over. Like, he's he still making a shot somewhere else if he plays fairly well and it's just not his fault down the stretch. Yeah. Um, so I feel bad for him and that he's not gonna have really that opportunity and, and if the Bears season like torpedoes because they're playing some guy nobody's ever heard of, uh starting a quarterback for presumably a couple of weeks, then there's really not a chance that Fields is gonna even have an opportunity to keep his job and then with the injuries and his like inconsistent play this year, he's not probably gonna command much in the open market. So feel bad for him, but I don't think it necessarily changes the trajectory of the Bears. I think the Raiders are probably most impacted because even though the 49ers had a lot of important guys go down, it seems like none of them are really threatening their seasons. And like they at this point, the 49ers only really care about getting to the playoffs as healthy as possible. Um, Correct. If
0: you're the 49ers, you want the season to have ended three weeks ago. Exactly. Like You're like,
1: let's start resting people now uh, so that way we are – in a position to contend in the playoffs. So I I don't necessarily think they're in much of a concerning spot. Yeah, I think overall if I had to pick one, it's the Raiders. Not that I think the Raiders were really going anywhere, but without Jimmy G and having to rely on Hoyer instead, it's just not the best uh, spot to be in.
0: I don't disagree. Um, I I, I would say it sucks for fields, but I, I do think depending on the severity, like the worst thing for Lawrence with a knee sprain would be a re-aggravation more serious than they have right now. Um, So that would be my concern. I I still think, obviously, the Jags are probably fine. uh, But I would would be a little worried, um, to be honest with you, uh, if I was the Jaguars, Um, especially with where you are, um, with the Texans maybe not being as bad as everybody thought they were. And, you know, Tennessee could get hot if if they start to fix a few things. Uh, Vrabel's not a bad coach. So I think... If you're the Jags, it just comes at a bad time uh, where you want to kind of keep momentum. So it should be interesting to see how they do this Thursday night. Um, uh, who, who do you think it, uh, is winning? I mean, we're we're seven weeks in, so six completed games. Um, just run me through real quick. Are they good? Give me give me your who's coming out on top of the the division for each division.
1: Um, I think it's. I go.
0: We'll start with the AFC. Yeah, yeah. You and I might differ on the East.
1: Or do you want to go division by division, both of us, or you want me to just run through
0: them all? Run through the AFC, and then I'll do mine.
1: Okay, I think I'm gonna go Bills, Ravens, Jags. I guess, but I, like, I think the Texans are really good. I just, I think they're like a year away from really being like division champs, and then Chiefs.
0: Yeah, the only thing I would disagree with there is the Bills have struggled a little bit. The Bills need to beat the Dolphins in the second game they play them. Now, granted, they beat them pretty handedly the first time, but um, Dolphins do have a game up on them right now. Dolphins have been playing very well. Their only loss was that one Bills game. Um, So part of me actually wants to believe in the Dolphins. So I'll switch it up here. I'll, I'll say the Dolphins come out of the East in the AFC, but I don't disagree with anything else. I think... Texans probably just not going to beat the Jags twice. Um, I would be hard-pressed to think that anyone overcomes the Ravens. I think the Steelers and Browns are genuinely not very good, Um, and obviously the Bengals have really struggled uh, with Burrow being injured and not playing well. Um, It wouldn't shock me if the Bengals heat back up and become a contender again, but from what we have seen currently, um, you know, if I'm the Bengals, I'm concerned I don't make the playoffs at this point.
1: Yeah, I think the bye is really going to help them. Like, getting Burrow yes. healthy and Er, like, he should just – they should have his calf in a cocoon for the next two weeks because, like, what – at some point they're going to have to start throwing the ball down the field, it, especially they get T. Higgins back and healthy for this last week's game. He wasn't really a factor, but at least he's on the field. He gets another two weeks to rest up. And they get two weeks to kind of figure out their offensive line issues and – Assuming they're able to do that and give Joe more time to throw, he'll be able to take some more shots downfield and really open up that offense into what we all think it can be. So I think there's – I think they got through the hard part, barring like an injury setback for Burrow or like some sort of catastrophic injury to Jamar Chase, knock on wood. Like they're – they should get better. Um, I don't think it'll be necessarily enough to beat the – Ravens for the division just because the Ravens have been like not necessarily explosive, but they've been consistent and they've just been a very they've been solid, not great. Um, I think ultimately like you just feel the Chiefs feel inevitable again unless the Dolphins mm-hmm. figure out a way to like really sustain this offense through the end of the season. Yep. Um and keep Tua healthy. Uh but the way Mike McDaniel's drawn up plays, man, like they they had one that went for a touchdown, I think it was to Mostert this week, where he he had, instead of having, like, they've been running all those motions across the field where they get all these, like, blazers that they have running starts. Instead of doing that, he had the tight end come in motion and get a running start as a lead blocker, and then threw a swing to Mostert. Like, it was just perfectly drawn up, and Mostert walked to the end zone. Like, he's just, McDaniel's on another level this season, so... Yeah, like, right now, if you had had to ask me who, like, the biggest threat is, like, it's probably Miami. And Kansas, like, they match up fairly well against Kansas City because their – Kansas City's defensive line is not overwhelming, which is what I think you're going to need. Like, you're going to need an overwhelming D-line performance in the playoffs to beat Miami because the one thing that people have been able to do is really get pressure on Tua and play man coverage. And, like, Kansas City's defense is not – to me, not really the team that's built to do that. Um, we didn't go in a really wild card in the AFC, but I think um, like you you've gotta you've gotta have whichever of the Bills or Dolphins doesn't win the or doesn't win the AFC East. The um, I would say you probably need the Bengals in there right now, and then there's like an open competition between like the Jets, Chargers, whoever the third team in the AFC North is uh the like maybe the raiders and the texans for that last spot like there's a there's a lot of like maybe this team figures it out in the afc um but it's not necessarily as like dominant as we expected it to be i think it's a totally. lot of like there's two teams that are really humming and it's the chiefs and even the chiefs aren't humming but like you just expect them to be there the dolphins are humming but after that like nobody is
0: nobody's been really
1: dominant um so maybe the AFC just isn't as good as we necessarily thought it would be
0: I also is you know to I know uh your bias but I I do think the Jets probably have a good chance of coming out there um getting that seventh spot as well I, um, I I've
1: seen this movie with Zach Wilson before yep no I know
0: <laughs> I get it I understand if Zach Wilson though can can prevent turnovers ie not throw interceptions um I think that defense can just straight up herculeanly carry them to the playoffs. So now once they get there, do they lose? Probably in the first round. Yes, but still. Um, all right. Well, give me, uh, you know what? If you went first for the first one. I'll, I'll run you down through my uh, NFC East standings. Um, so obviously I'm going to go with the Eagles here at five and one. Hard to see them in the 49ers not winning the East and the West respectively. Um, although the Rams have looked decent, um, I guess. Uh, I know I, I don't have a lot of love for the Seahawks uh, and obviously Cardinals are bad in the West out of the East. You know, I could see Cowboys and commanders both making the playoffs. I could also see them both missing the playoffs. I think the Cowboys are a little better than commanders and the Eagles are a bit better than the Cowboys, but you know, it depends how commanders develop over the next couple weeks. Um, that, that three game slump really killed them. And then giants are dead uh, out of the North. I like the lions. I mean, I really like the lions this year. They're a lot of fun to watch. Good team. Playing hard, and the rest of their division sucks. I don't think anybody out of the Packers, Vikings, and Bears are going to make the playoffs unless there's a dramatic change down the stretch here. Uh, and then out of the South, it, I kind of want to say Saints or Falcons. Um, you know, I, I get that the Bucks have kind of been humming. Um, I think it's kind of a hogwash, honestly. Out of the South, uh, I could genuinely see the Falcons just like bully balling their way into first place. Eventually. Um, I know, I know Baker's played well for the bucks. So having that veterancy, I guess would be a way to say it in the quarterback position probably is helping significantly. Um, I just don't know if the bucks can maintain it. They don't have the, you know, easiest of schedules. Um, you're really just focused on winning your division there. Um, right now they do kind of have the leg up over the saints and Vikings. Um, having having beaten them. Uh, I'm sorry, Saints having beaten them. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I will lean, though, Falcons here just with how they've played, which makes this week's matchup a pretty big one, actually.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I'll stay there. I'm going to – I'll take the Bucks, but I – assume so I'm seeing it's a left-hand contusion – according to pro football talk, uh, for Baker. Um, X-rays were negative. Uh, he hit it on a face mask. So yeah, I'm gonna say that there he's health. Like if he's healthy, I actually think the bucks are the best team. Like they, um, like I just don't trust Desmond Ritter. I think Desmond Ritter is ass. Um, I and like the Saints are just like Derek Carr is bad, man. He's like we everybody thought once he got a defense like that he would be decent, not great, decent. Like he wasn't going to win you games, but he would be able to get out to Leeds. They would be able to run the football and do like, you know, winning sound, complimentary football sort of stuff. And they just haven't been able to do that. Like they they're not good enough offensively. There's. Like their skill positions are so meh and like Kamara is just, their defenses are so keyed in on him, and and Carr is not stretching the field. And besides, like Rash, Rashidzi and Olave should be more involved in the offense, but he just isn't. So like, I'm I'm so down on the Saints as like a bona fide contender throughout the year. I think they've played a lot of teams that like they are getting just favorable draws to beat, like. Let's, they 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 beat the Patriots in a lifeless performance by the Patriots. Um,
0: well, that describes the Patriots' season, man.
1: Yeah, like they they already lost to the Bucs, got dominated. Really, uh, the Saints lost to the Texans. They barely beat the Panthers. They beat the Titans by a point. Like they're just they're they're what three wins, two wins, three wins. Three wins. They have three wins. The three wins are the Titans at home by a point at the Panthers by three. Uh, and then they beat the Patriots on the road. So like those teams are not good. So I, I'm, I'm selling any sort of St. Stock I had. I will take, I'll take the bucks by process of elimination of that division. Um, just cause I, I think that they're actually playing the best overall. Um, out west, yeah, it's the uh, 49ers. Uh, in the north, uh yeah, the Lions. Like uh, the Packers may put up a fight, but the Lions are playing so well right now that you can't pick against them. And then the Eagles in the east, uh, and then play out like the um, wild card wise. I think you've got to say it's it's Dallas and Washington. The Packers will be involved. The Rams and Seahawks will be involved. And like nobody from the south will be
0: involved. So, yeah, that's like, the. That is, your,
1: that's your pot of wildcard teams and what did i name five so you've got three spots for pretty much just five teams um and you would expect like a major injury somewhere down the line to take one of those out of the running so uh yeah it's uh that that's i think that that playoff picture similar to last year is probably going to be fairly more straightforward
0: yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All right, well, let's get into the games. We've kind of talked about uh, a third of the way through the season preview, um, but we'll start rolling off um, with all our games of the week here. So Thursday Night Football Jags at Saints. Jags are one-and-a-half point underdogs, over-unders 39-and-a-half. I'm staying away from this because of the injury. Um, I would lean Saints here, I think, just given – Lawrence's disposition even if he's like playing I don't know that'll be a hundred percent um but the Saints haven't necessarily like done amazing either um so I'm just staying away from this bike do you have a, a, a bet for Thursday Night Football?
1: Uh, I'm gonna take the under 39 and a half um I don't hate it it's yeah this is like if Lawrence doesn't play you're not guaranteed but that you're pretty like you're pretty sure you're gonna hit this under um And then if Lawrence does play, he'll be hobbled. But ultimately, this is me, again, fading the Saints. Like, it's a short week. It's a Thursday night. Um, These two, like, the defenses are decent. Like, Jacksonville's has been playing better. Not, like, great, but better. New Orleans can't really score um, on anybody but the Patriots. And even then, they need defensive touchdowns to do it. C.J. Beathard is spunky. I mean, I'm a little scared that like a 2020 game hits this over. Um, but like Vegas agrees with me, 30 or 93% of the cash on the under. Um, so I, I think it's just like these two offenses are kind of meh. This game's going to be disgusting, like color wise, like environment wise. Just this is going to be such an aesthetically bleh game. Um, yeah,
0: that's how you know it's going to be a great game yeah <laughs> we're gonna look on that we're gonna come back next week it's gonna be like oh my god this is the best game of all time so yeah
1: it, well either that or like the worst best game of all like yeah that's all you can hope for in this game really like you can either hope that this is shockingly a fun game or this game is so bad it's good like it's so disgusting that you're like riveted to how bad it is um so yeah all that to me it's give me the under under 39 a
0: I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, I'm staying away from it. Like I said, rolling into the one o'clock games. No particular order. We have Commanders at Giants. Commanders are one and a half point favorites. Over-under is 39.5. Browns at Colts. Browns are one and a half point favorites. Over-under is 39.5. Bills at Patriots. Uh, Bills are eight point favorites away. Over-under is 41.5. Raiders at Bears. Bears are three-point underdogs at home. Over-under is 37.5. We got Falcons. At Buccaneers, great matchup. Falcons are three-point underdogs over-unders 38 and a half. Uh, Lions at Ravens. Lions are three-point dogs to the Ravens uh, over-unders 42. Cardinals, oh, Cardinals, Seahawks is three o'clock. Um, okay, so of those, Mike, what picks do you have? I got a few, actually.
1: Yeah, um, just to set this up front, um, last two weeks, because we didn't have a show last week, uh, hmm. 7-7, 26-16, and, 7, and 1 on the season, 62% of 6.4 units. So when I drive to Virginia to legally place my wagers. Also forgot to say in on a college football show. 12-11 um, and 11 the last two weeks. Uh, I forget the total record. I think it's like 44-37-1. Uh, so 54% there. But uh, overall, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so anyway. When I draft a legally wager, one o'clock window. Uh, I think I had three plays here. Um, two of them are in the same game, so we can go there first. I'm um, taking Buffalo minus eight and a half and the under 41 and a half. I'm um, taking
0: Buffalo minus eight as well.
1: Yeah. this um, Originally, I was laying off because like New England tends to play Buffalo well. But to me, New England just – like last week was the game. If they were going to try to win a game, they were going to try to win it. Pair that with Buffalo playing like a snoozer – Uh, A game they probably should have lost uh, against the Giants, and this just feels like you flipped them. So, like, New England was competitive and should have covered, which is a pain because I had them plus three, um, and they didn't. And then Buffalo shouldn't have won the game at all. uh, So this line feels like it's slightly devalued. Cash is 76% on Buffalo compared to 59% of the tickets. So just to me that screams, like, Dominant Buffalo performance. I think they get up for this game as well. Defense for New England has not gotten any healthier. And uh, New England's offense is still a joke. I expect a bounce back performance from Buffalo. Um, I also like the under here for similar reasons, though. It's more like New England's just not going to score. And Buffalo's not like if Buffalo puts up 47 or, or really like 42 by themselves or, or like 30, you know, what would that be? 35 to seven. You just sort of, you know, cut your losses and walk away. But um, overall, I think, B- Buffalo scores like somewhere in the thirties and then you kind of need New England to score. Well, maybe not in the thirties. Cause I with a eight and a half line, that's not what Vegas is projecting, but overall, I just, I have a hard time seeing this game going over. If anything, this is a blowout or like a very defensive close game or Buffalo struggles again, but Either way, this doesn't feel like a game where you're going to get 42 out of these two teams. So give me the under there. Anything on that game?
0: Uh, Bills. I have minus eight. I just think they bounce back here uh, as well. Um, no real like, <laughs> no real analysis. Yeah. I just think coming off a bad loss, Patriots suck. Um, I yeah. I mean, know. well,
1: I mean, they won, but Buffalo looked as bad as you can look in a win against the right. Back, right. Sorry. I should. I should. And, like a guy playing offensive line.
0: Um, Well, so it's really the combination of the past two weeks for the bills, right? Like losing to Jacksonville and then like laying an egg against the Giants and the Giants just stink. I I mean, I mentally in my mind, I was like, they lost that game. That's how like bad I felt about the bills last week, but I think they bounced back here. I think they crushed the Patriots. Patriots are really not good.
1: Yeah, no, I think they're absolutely awful. I think they put a lot of juice in the last week and losing that game. Uh,
0: New England is going to fold like a house of cards. Mhm. Uh, what's your other game for this slate?
1: Uh, I am taking the Vegas Bears under thirty-seven and a half. It's so low, I know, but you have two backup quarterbacks uh, and t- uh, at least one defense that's pretty good in Las Vegas. Um, games in Chicago, so like maybe a little bit of spunk, but like sh- not just not just the quarterback position with Justin Fields being out, but also like Chicago still doesn't have any running backs. Like Roshan Johnson may play this week, but they, it's not even like they can run the ball. Their offensive line is also not good. It's decent, but not good. Uh, I know Chicago's defense isn't great, but like Hoyer is going to have to be the one to capitalize on that. I just like 37. I know it's such a low total, but I, I just don't know how both of these teams get there like this. It feels like either this game's going to be like 14, 13, or one team's going to score 27 points and the other is going to score none. Like they, it just there, it doesn't feel like there's any way this gets to 37. I, I think it's a low number just to scare people off of it. But Vegas knows 97% of the cashiers on the under. Um, so I'll, I'll take it anyway. I'll take uh, Vegas uh, Chicago under 37 and a half. I also sort of like the Raiders minus three. That's a lean. Um, even though the, Public is 81% on Vegas, but the cash is 57%. Um, I don't like it enough to take it, but I do think Vegas wins and covers. I think they win by at least a touchdown. I like it.
0: I like it. Um, I also have uh, Commanders minus one and a half for this slate and Lions plus three. Um, I think the Giants are very bad. I think Sam Howell is a pretty decent quarterback, uh, and I think the Commanders' defense is good, and I struggle to see how the Commanders don't pull this off handedly with an injured Daniel Jones who the you know the Giants are now testing out backup other backup quarterbacks this week not having signed anybody yet um and then Bills or I'm sorry Lions at Ravens uh taking Lions plus three here I think the Lions are the better team Mike uh I don't know I would expect this line to have been at most Lions plus one or one and a half. Um I get that the Ravens are very good. I just believe in det- Detroit to get it done here. And I think laying the points is perfectly acceptable for me. Um, you know, I, I think three is, is a pretty healthy number for a, a good team. That's going to come out firing to win against one of the best teams uh, that they're playing this week or this year rather.
1: Yeah. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but it's just like, can, can the lions keep showing up in every game and, and, just dominating teams. And I think they can. It's just Baltimore is very good. I know that they're, you know, the Lions are obviously the underdog here, but it feels like we're due for like a, what was that sort of game from the Lions? Um, So I I think that's just the concern. I I tend to agree with you. It is in Baltimore, which is not a particularly difficult place to play, but I'll still stay away just because it feels like, there's and maybe like most people would say, hey, that that Lions game is probably gonna come against the team that they're supposed to beat. But to me, they're they're dominating the teams they're supposed to beat. They dominated the Panthers like they they beat up on the Bucks yesterday or last week, this past week. So they're they're beating the teams that they should beat. I, I think it's more like they're gonna get got by a team that's pretty good, and they just they're not really up for a game and, and this feels like a spot where that could happen. So um, I don't hate the logic, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump on it just because I, I think there's a chance that uh, Baltimore has a pretty good performance here and wins, like convincing. Me.
0: That's fair. That's fair. All right. We'll go to the uh, 4 PM slate. A uh, couple games. We got Cardinals plus eight at Seahawks over under is 44 and a half. We got Steelers at Rams. Rams are three-point favorites, over-unders 44. Uh, Packers at Broncos. Kind of a stinker. Packers are minus one, over-unders 45. And we have Chargers at Chiefs. Chargers are five-and-a-half-point underdogs, over-unders 48-and-a-half. Mike, from this slate, what do you like?
1: Uh, two, two plays here. Um, I also
0: have two plays.
1: I am going to take... Uh the Packers minus one. Okay. Uh, coming off a bye, I think the the Broncos put a lot in a, a short week game against a division rival after losing a a pretty embarrassing game to the Jets for them just because like the way that the game ended and Russell Wilson fumbling and like with all the Nathaniel Hackett, um Sean Payton stuff, I think that they put a lot of effort into that Chiefs game and they are might come out a little flat. I know it was like a, a mini buy, but the Packers had a full buy, so they have the rest advantage. Um, and I just think the Packers aren't as bad as they showed against the Raiders. I think they're probably I would agree with that slightly yeah, I would better. That. And they've had a week to get healthy, so that means another week for uh like for Christian Watson and, and Aaron Jones to recover. Um, and for them to get on the same page and correct some of those mistakes and Denver's defense, you know, Kansas city didn't overwhelm them, but I don't necessarily think that they're necessarily any better. Um, so all that to me adds up to like, it can treat this like a pick them. Um, and I just, I think green Bay is the better team. So I'm going to take green Bay minus one. If I get a push here, I'll be pretty upset, but, uh, yeah, anything there,
0: no, 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 no. I have two other different games. Um, I do I do agree with the statement though. I don't think the Packers are as bad as they played against uh, in in the past couple weeks. I think they're better than they've shown us, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I would I would agree with like and they were pretty good the first few weeks. I just I think they're be- they're more than a point better than Denver, and I don't think it matters that Denver is at home. Um and then the Only other pick I have in this window. I'm going to take the Chiefs Chargers under 48. Um, This feels like a high total just because these two teams should be known for their offenses, but we saw that the Chargers had a lot of difficulty um, against Dallas's defense and Kansas City's is good, but not that good. But overall, I think the other thing here too is that um, like Kansas City just hasn't looked great. And the Chargers defense is looking better too. I wouldn't be shocked if, um, the Chargers find a way to win this game outright. Um, but I I don't have enough. Like I don't trust Brendan Staley at all. I, I don't think yeah, I'll pick the – mistake. Like I, I don't think I'm going to take the Chargers in any game against any spread at all until he's not the coach anymore. Like I I don't think you can in good faith just be like, yeah, I know the Chargers are going to go out and either cover this game or win this game because and, he's just such a a wild card dumbass that like you, you have no idea when he's going to make a backbreaking decision for that team.
0: I mean, we saw this past, I mean, I bet on Monday night football, I bet on um, Brandon Saylor's chargers and sure enough, they could have won that game if they had just decided to go get the points that they could have gotten by kicking like layup field goals as opposed to trying to go for it on fourth and not convert in the red zone multiple times. Yeah. Like I, I,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll be anywhere near a Chargers spread, uh, like unless I'm picking against them. But I, I, I'm definitely not taking them uh, against any spread, maybe, ever.
0: I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I actually have two picks for this slate as well, neither of which of you have said. Um, first one I'm going to go with, I'm going to go Cardinals plus eight. Um, I don't think the Seahawks are very good. I think they're decidedly average. Um, and the, C, the the Cardinals have been playing really scrappy. Um, they just seem to keep it within the number. They're giving teams difficulty. The, the players clearly have not given up on this team, even if they weren't expecting to do well this year. So if they're laying eight against an average team, it wouldn't shock me if the Cardinals even won this game, but I certainly think they can keep it within the eight, uh, within a touchdown. Um, so I'll take them plus eight here. And then I'm going to take Rams minus three at home. I don't love this pick. This is more of a numbers thing, 51% of the tickets, but... F- Eighty percent of the money I see is on Rams, so there's a difference there. Uh, I just think the Steelers are really bad. I know Mike Tomlin gets his guys up for games like this, but there have been points where, especially with Steelers traveling all the way to the West Coast, like there are games where they just do not look good. Um, and I think this is going to be one of those games where you know you're you're looking at uh, you know a Rams team that might try to get fired up. They're at home. Uh, it just a gut feeling just is is there for Rams minus three um last two games of the week i don't know if you had any input no the
1: i i like the arizona pick my only thought is they just haven't played as well re- like the scrappy factor has not necessarily been there the past couple games like they got blown out by the 49ers they lost to the Bengals with like joe burrow on one and a half legs and then mm-hmm. they lost 26 to nine last week so like yeah, they've been playing with a lot of effort, but the results ne- not haven't necessarily been there. And like the Seahawks are sort of due for a breakout offensive performance, and this might be the defense to do it again. So, I, I I think that's the right side, but I'm not gonna take it. And then the Steelers, I think this, I think you might that one might be one that I could see myself hopping on. The only maybe like if I have a good one o'clock window, um, I uh, I can try to see if. Uh, there's a way for me to get uh, in on that action, but I don't think I'll be close enough to Virginia to do that. Um, (laughs) But because my only thought is like the Steelers, this isn't the spot where the Steelers are frisky. The Steelers are, and I'm looking at the schedule. The Steelers are frisky next week at home against the Jags. Like if the Jags win, um, if the Jags win this week, and the Steelers get blown out by the Rams. This hammer the Steelers next week because they'll be home dogs to the Jags, and they will like Trevor Lawrence will get crushed in that game. So, um, yeah, I I like that Steelers pick, but I'm not gonna take it just yet. Um, so, yeah, that, those are my only thoughts there. I, I I think you're probably on the right side of both. I like the Steelers a little bit more than the Cardinals.
0: Okay, I like it. Um, Last two games of the week, uh, Sunday Night Football, Eagles-Dolphins. Dolphins Dolphins are at Eagles and and two-and-a-half-point underdogs. And 49ers at Vikings. Vikings are uh, seven-and-a-half-point, seven-point underdogs, excuse me, at home. Over-under in the Vikings game is 44. Over-under in the Dolphins-Eagles game is 52. I'll let you go first, Mike. I, I do have a pick for both these games.
1: I only have one for Monday Night Football. It's a uh, one and a half unit play, which I almost never do on the NFL. Uh, San Francisco minus six and a half. Like, yep, yeah. Don't know. Like, uh, is McCaffrey really worth like three points to the spread? Like, is San Francisco's offense so yeah. unfunctional? Like, I was gonna say this when we talk. We were talking about the undefeated teams. Like. The Eagles made way more mistakes to lose the game against the Jets than the Niners actually made against the best defense in the NFL to lose the game against Cleveland. Like they missed, San Francisco missed two field goals. Um, Granted, one was a fifty-four yarder, so you can't count on that. They have a rookie kicker, and I think he'll be better down the stretch. But like San Francisco, they got the ball back. They're down. Brock Purdy does exactly what he needs to do against the best defense in the NFL. They are undoubtedly the best defense in the NFL right now. And they just missed the kick. And if the weather isn't terrible in Cleveland, they probably win that game. So like they did everything they needed to do to win that game, had all the injuries that they could happen to, to have against or to some of their most important players and still should have probably won. And it look McCaffrey looks like the the most serious injury, but like he's still questionable for Monday night. So there's still a chance he plays. Even if he doesn't, the Vikings defense is bad. They have not been the same offense without uh, Justin Jefferson. Like I, I think the impact. I, I would not be shocked. This is like a total tangent, but I would not be shocked if Justin Jefferson gets a new deal that a, a deal that he's been asking for um, while he's injured, because clearly like the the Vikings offense is. Is so much different when he's in the lineup than when he's not there because they, uh, teams don't have to double him. They can play man. And right now it's KJ Osborne and Jordan Addison. Hawkinson has not been able to stretch the field and they have no running game. And like Kirk Cousins is just not good enough to win these games on his own. So they, yeah, able- I mean, he's
0: but, also, he's also a very old quarterback. People forget that, you know, he's, yeah, the league average, he is old.
1: Yeah. So like there's just, like they, the Vikings beat the the bears without Justin Fields for part of that game yesterday. Like, woohoo. Uh, like I still, I don't under this. I see this at seven. I see it at six and a half. If it is inside a touchdown, you've got to be crushing the, the 49ers here. Like they, I I would not be shocked. If they win this game by 21 points. Like Brock Purdy is still playing. He's still been a really good quarterback. Kyle Shannon's still a really good offensive coach. Brian Flores doesn't have the, the players to stop this San Francisco offense regardless of if McCaffrey plays or not like th- this. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get this spread at all. And like, neither does Vegas. Like I'm not missing here, anything here with Vegas. Cause like 96% of the tickets or sorry, 82% of the cash, but 96, 82% of the tickets, 96% of the cash. We got there. Finally. Um, is on San Francisco. Like 96% of the cash in an NFL game is crazy. That is a crazy percentage for an NFL spread. Um, So, yeah, like, don't get this whatsoever. I am hammering uh, San Francisco, hammering for an NFL, like, pick.
0: I like it. I'm also on Niners minus seven. I just don't see how a underperforming Vikings team maintains any shroud of competition against a very good 49ers team, even with Williams injured McCaffrey Debo Samuel, like all of them, not hundred percent. I still don't think the Vikings come out on top here in any capacity. I also, I hate that I'm saying this. I also have Eagles minus two. um, Wow. I am shocked. Yeah. (laughs) So look, Eagles come off of a, a bad loss. Uh, they're in a get right position. I think they do it. I think they get right, and I think they do it on primetime Monday night. And I think the Dolphins drop to five and two. It wouldn't shock me if the Dolphins win this game, but I just see the Eagles as a better team. Uh, their offense has been very difficult to stop for most teams. Um, you know, I think even with a few injuries like Darius Slay still out, um, I think the Eagles are a better team just slightly now. Granted, it doesn't shock me if Dolphins win this game, but the gut feeling along with the difference in uh, cash on the Eagles, so 54% of the tickets are on the Eagles, but 90% of the cash, that means somebody knows something, only 11% of the cash is on the Dolphins, so 89 to 11. So I'm going to go with the Eagles here and hope I get disappointed for my own sake.
1: I... I like it. I think that, yeah, this is a spot where, like, the dolphin. if the Dolphins offense is going to just have a bad week like they did against the Bills, this is the spot to do it. Here's, like, a totally off-the-board logic here, logic play here. Um, if, so, the Phillies are currently beating, as we're recording this, they're currently beating up the Diamondbacks again. Game three would be Thursday. Game four would be Friday. Game five would be Saturday. So even if the Phillies drop a game, but play the way that they're playing, which they're hitting home runs at like a historic rate, um, they would wrap up a five-game series victory by Saturday night. And if they did that, like, I know this, there's no logic in this whatsoever, but like sports momentum in cities – is sometimes a, a real thing. It's a thing. <laughs> so like I I just I could see a world where like they drop game 1 against the Diamondbacks Thursday night, then they have two like resounding victories and everybody all the all the the Delco kids down at Xfinity Live God. are losing their minds and then they go right into Sunday night primetime game against the Dolphins and just dominate. And so like that there's no logic there whatsoever uh, that is grounded in any sort of facts. But if it happens, like you heard it here first. So <laughs> I just I'm I'm lending you support here to to your theory of just like it's prime time, big time Philly sports, crazy energy, just riding the, the Eagles to a dominant victory in this game.
0: Well, it should be two good matchups, at least. At least for Sunday Night Football, it should be a fantastic matchup. So. Sunday
1: Night Football, yeah. I'm I'm perfectly content to stay away and watch the fireworks. Like I, I think there's a possibility that the you only know, like if Philly's defense was slightly healthier, I would be all over it with you. But with Carter banged up, their secondary a little banged up, um, and their offensive line slightly banged up, I like. I think the injuries might just add up a little bit to make Philly a little vulnerable in this spot. Um, so I can't, I, I just can't jump in. Um, maybe this is another one where like if I'm somehow near Virginia Sunday morning and like what I just said about the Phillies pans out, maybe like the the Rams <laughs> and the, the Eagles I add to the card. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway.
0: Well, that's been our show. Thank you for listening. Like, and subscribe. We do this every week for the most part when there's not multiple moves going on, but, uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week.